welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. On this episode of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, we get down and dirty and go speedway racing. G'day, it's Matt Payne here again, and you're about to hear a truly awesome story. We're catching up with Laura Burns, a West Australian late model racer. Laura's bucked the trend her whole entire life. She's a first generation late model racer that in itself is a rarity in WA. The West Australian late model pits resemble a speedway dynasty. Second, third, and I think even fourth generations are the norm. Names that are etched in Australian speedway folklore like Blake, Nylander, Vosbergen, Ludlow, the list goes on. Laura has been in a hurry her whole entire life, quite literally. She was nine weeks premature and now stands just four foot eleven. Take that into account and think of Laura hitting the track in this thundering beast that has an engine capacity almost a third bigger than that of a V8 supercar at almost one third less weight. Oh, and that's on a clay track that changes every single lap and the only runoff that you've got is a concrete fence. You'll learn about her using a premature birth for good with the Miracle Babies Foundation, along with raising interest from people like five-time world surfing champion Lane Beachley. Before we get into it though, we've had huge interest from the soft launch of the Motorsport Conference. We're chipping away at final details, but hit us up on the socials with topics you want covered and potential presenters as well. It is for you guys to get as much knowledge for your careers as possible. Also take a selfie or screenshot the episode tile and tag us on your socials and let us know where you're listening to us at. We're always keen to see how far the love has spread. Meantime, get your engine started and let's hit the dirt on the Motorsport Coaching Podcast powered by Motivate Training. And on this episode of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, great to have West Australian Speedway racer Laura Burns with us. Laura, good evening. How are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. And Laura, you're quite a special racer. Tell us just how tall you are. <laughs> well, I don't know if we should be using tall or short here, um, but I'm only 150 centimeters, so four foot eleven. Four foot eleven in the old numbers. And what do you race over there? I race a oval track late model, so we're on dirt, and these these big beasts are probably about five meters long. Um, so a bit of um, bit of making up for the the lost size there for sure. Need a booster seat or what? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I do. Um, I do have uh, metal blocks under my seat to make sure I can see over the steering wheel. So to put it in perspective, like these um, these cars are unbelievable. Um, a lot of our listeners are in the like the circuit racing um, arena, so we'll be familiar with Formula One or V8 supercars, for example. Um, your particular engine, particular engine that you use, develops around 525 horsepower, but the majority of like the the capacity of the engine is around 430 cubic inches which is 7.1 litres. That's insane. Yeah, they're, they're pretty big beasts. Um, and for me as well, like I've gone from a three-cylinder car to four cylinders and now to, to eight, um, and it's incredible the difference um, just in acceleration and, and how, you, how you race, basically. 
so yeah, good good change, I think. I like the extra speed. <laughs> yes. So some of the numbers. So we said like 7.1 litres on the engine. For example, a supercar engine is a 5-litre V8. Your car comes in at 2,200-pound minimum, which is 997 kilos. A V8 supercar minimum weight is 1,395 kilos. That's a 28.5% difference in terms of weight. Your car is 28.5% less heavy than a v8 supercar that's insane yeah i think a lot of that too is um like with the v8 supercars they still have like a fair bit of the chassis um associated with it whereas ours it's pretty much roll cage and aluminium panels and and the, and your engine um you know when you strip these cars down you can really see that how the car is physically built it pretty much has a separate roll cage for the engine a separate roll cage for us in the car and then the rest is just to support the fuel tank so it's quite incredible that that's how how these are built and supported um, and then obviously once you've got the panels on that's when it looks more like a car rather than something out of mad max yes now the, then the cool part is like people that don't understand speedway racing like you're you're in this car this behemoth for the car and you're running around a speedway track maybe 500 600 meters in circumference and the track changes every single lap because you're racing on dirt and at times you're up against 30 other competitors where you're side by side for 30 to 40 laps that's it um and you know it's that unpredictability you don't know if there's going to be a rut that that comes through on the track and how you race at the start of the night in hot laps is going to be completely different to how you do at the end of the night when it's all dried out um, and like you said as well, racing with 30 other people, you never know what anyone else is going to do and what kind of lines you're going to have on the track. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen Speedway before, the easiest way that I like to describe it is, um, yeah, like going a roundabout as fast as you can, but that roundabout is banked and yeah, 500 metres. And for us, um, we're going like 150 k's down the straight before we're chucking in sideways in the corner. So um, there's a bit more to it, I guess, than, yeah, just just going as fast as you can around a roundabout. But, um, yeah, it's it's really exceptional to be to be part of that. And with, um, I guess, such a diverse range of drivers too, because some of these guys have been racing longer than I've been alive. So it's a, um, a dream come true to be racing with such talent. Yeah, I know some of the guys that you race against and they're dead set lunatics. So yeah. <laughs> you're doing extremely well to uh, to be holding your head eye. And it must be said, like, uh, before we get too much into your background, like you've just had your first year in the late model series. Um, That's right. Rookie, yeah. rookie of the year, second overall in the winter series, top 10 in the Pro Dirt series and top 10 in the Perth Motorplex Track Championship. Yeah. Jeez, girl, you can go, you're going all right over there. Yeah, I'm not, not afraid to show them how it's done. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we went into the season not really knowing what to expect because it is it was such a big difference jumping into this. But I'm so proud of, of my team and I of what we've been able to do and obviously our, our supporters as well. That was something that um, I wasn't expecting to get so much support in my first season and um, that's such a big driver, being able to see people, you know, yelling on the sidelines and young girls as well wearing my shirts it's it's really special and really keeps me motivated yeah i think it must be also pointed out that um your category in western australia um the late model category it's the strongest in australia um in terms of late models it's big on in sydney or was big in sydney uh before uh Parramatta closed down but by far like 
WA introduced it. It is by far the strongest in the country, the best cars, the best drivers. And for you to be top 10 um, in a motorplex track championship and the Pro Dirt Series um, is absolutely huge. And no, no finer point can actually be put on how impressive that is. Thank you. Yeah, I think there was um, close to 40 drivers as well to, to put that in some perspective also um, across the 16 rounds that we had. So, yeah, I'm I'm really happy and hopefully we can maybe wiggle that up to a top five uh, in the upcoming season. Let's go. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so you've got a little bit of a different background to a lot of the guys that you're racing against. So they come from families that are ingrained in the sport and have been ingrained in the sport over many, many years. Tell us your background of getting involved in driving in Speedway. So I am the complete opposite. Um, my background is literally just me. I'm a first generation racer. So no one in my family has ever raced. And I was only introduced to Speedway and I guess the, the proper forms of motorsport from being a spectator. So I was just like every every other little girl on the sidelines, you know, yelling at the cars. Um, that was me. <laughs> and I, um, I actually heard a PA announcement one day um, when I was at my local track in Kalgoorlie and they were looking for young drivers and you could be 10. And I was 10 at the time and thought, hey, maybe this is something I give a go because um, I've always been quite small and tried different activities growing up like basketball. I don't know why I was kicked off the basketball team. Um, <laughs> maybe the height. Um, but yeah, always tried different things. And so motorsport was one of the things I was like, all right, let's give this a go. And it's something I've, I've never really looked back. It's always been in my life ever since. And um, I guess how, how I had an interest in things that go fast is my dad. He's always um, had motorbikes. And so I got my first bike when I was about five. Um, so always out and tinkering on them and doing something. So I guess it was a, a good progression to then move into, into something a little bit, a little bit faster. Although I'm not sure he thought I'd ever move into a V8, but um, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. And it's not it, like when we say that you're racing your rookie of the year this year in your, um, your category and so on, you know, rookie, you've been racing for 15 years over various categories. That's right. Yeah. So I started out uh, in junior sedans, which is where you can be 10 to race. I was 11 though. And you can stick around there until you're about 17. After that, um, I took about 10 months off and I contemplated if I, if I really did want to race as most people do when you're sort of 17, 18, you, your life changes a fair bit. Um, you're an adult. And um, yeah, I, I didn't last very long, I think 10 months. And then I was in a modified production sedan got completely um, bitten by the racing bug and I'd say it was only a couple months and I had a production sedan and um, spent a significant amount of time in that. Um, I also raced mini stocks over in New Zealand. Um, I've had to go in a legend car and race the series in that as well as super sixes. So um, yeah, I've had a, had a bit of experience in different divisions across my 15 years and now, finally, where I really wanted to be, um, it's always been my goal to end up in, in the late models and everything aligned not too long ago for us to make the jump. And it's really great to be here. And hopefully I can bring up um, some more women to be in this division too, because there's only the two of us. So, um, yeah, if you if you are a woman and you're listening and you want to get into late models, let me know. <laughs> that's, that's just you and uh, Veronica, is that right? Veronica McCann? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an absolutely wonderful, inspirational 
uh, female in motorsport who would have paved the way for many West Australian uh, girls coming through, having done quite a bit here in Australia and over in the USA as well. Yeah. Yep. And so you were the track champion in production sedans, it must be said. But we'll go back to where we started. Uh, we mentioned that you were four foot 11 tall. That's for a reason. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. You were you had a very, um, very interesting upbringing. You were born nine weeks premature. That's right. Yeah. So um, sort of not not what any parent expects um, to be or to have a, a baby born so early. And by today's standards, it's it's not too bad, which is great because we've got so many medical interventions. Um, but back in the day, it was um, it was really quite traumatic for my parents. Um, and I've learned more of that story as I've gotten older. So um, when I was in production sedans, I wanted to have an avenue to to point out to people because uh, obviously I, I get comments on my height and it's um, made more extreme now by the size of my car. And yeah. so I really like to be able to showcase you know, I am I am my size for a reason, um, and I direct them through to the Miracle Babies Foundation, which I'm an ambassador for, and they're Australia's leading foundation for premature and sick newborns. And I'm so privileged to be able to share what they do, and and we've raised quite a lot of money for them, um, for other prem babies, um, and their you know first start to life in the families as well, getting them the support that they need because you don't you don't expect it, and it's having a baby is already a really emotional time, and um, to potentially have that taken away from you is really scary. So, yeah, I love the work they do and I'm so proud to be involved with it. I think that's tremendous. And I think that um, an association like Miracle Babies Foundation, which I hadn't heard of until I got your profile through, um, there are so many parents, so many mothers, especially that are going through the stresses of having given birth and now have their premier baby that they've got to try and bring through. and um you know you're a wonderful success story off the back of that and i love the fact that you've actually taken the time to get in and learn more about it yeah and i, I think that's it you know um it's all well and good to just make a make a joke about my height but yeah there's a reason for it and there's a really good story behind it so um yeah i, I just wish a foundation like that could have been around when i was younger because i know it would have made the world of a difference to my parents um, and, you know, yeah, they, they do hospital visits. They've got support programs afterwards so all the premium and, and, and babies can uh, have people that know what they've been through um, all play together. And I've been to a few of them just to, to meet the parents and see what it's about. So it's a really special network. And I think at the end of the day, it's, it's all about family. Um, you know, we've got Speedway family and, and I've also got the, the premature baby family. So. I'm sure there's some people, some people that are listening to us now that um, are either going through what your parents went through, going through what you've been through, or know people that are going through exactly that. I do personally. Where can people find out more about the Miracle Babies Foundation? Yeah, so if you just look at miraclebabies.org, um, uh, all their information's there and the different programs they have, or if you're considering donating as well, that's all there, ready to go and like you said too, I feel like once you start talking about premature births and things like that, everyone knows knows someone and that's one of the things that I've loved is I raced in May, I raced um, for Miracles, raising money for the Miracle Babies Foundation and I love that there were so many people, you know, writing comments that, that they've also experienced this or, yeah, that their lives have been touched by someone who, who has had a prem baby or they have had one themselves. So, um, it's nice to create that sense of community in in a, in motorsport. 
Yeah, definitely, and certainly a very different uh, form of charity to what we're used to seeing in motorsport. And as you say, or as we've alluded to, that everybody knows somebody who's been through it or is going through it. So, um, you know, commend to you and um, get on board the Miracle Babies Foundation, everybody, and check it out. And um, if you do know someone that is struggling or having a battle with that at the moment, by all means, jump on board or reach out to Laura through her programs and she might be able to uh, to introduce you to someone uh, to have a chat to that will certainly assist. Now, speaking of well, short people um, and people that you've uh, come across, you're actually part of or you've been granted uh, something from the Aim for the Stars Foundation, which was set up by five-time world surfing champion Lane Beachley. Yeah, so I had the absolute privilege of, um, of getting a scholarship through her and I remember when she called me to let me know that I was successful and I was like, this has to be a joke. Like, Lang Beachley wouldn't call me. Um, <laughs> but she did and that, that's what made it even more special. So there was um, there was quite a large group of us that went over and um, so special to be with Olympians and, and other well-known females chasing their dreams and to still follow them, you know, so many years later um, was really, really special. And she set us up with a great network of people to... Um, sort of set our dreams into motion um, and I loved it. She also taught me how to surf. I wouldn't oh, say cool. I was very good, yeah. but um, <laughs> she was like, these aren't really waves. I was like, this is a wave. It's a wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, what does, um, so what does the Aim for the Stars scholarship mean for you? What does it do for you? So um, that was a combination of uh, a camp. So it was a few days where we all went to Sydney uh, and also financial contribution. Um, so that, for me, went straight to a motor. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, while on the camp, we, you know, worked a lot on ourselves. So sort of who we are, what we stand for and, and our, our, I don't want to say brand because it's not quite right, but that for me was where the Stay Fearless really came from. Um, you know, I say that pretty much in everything that I do and that's that's my cornerstone really of staying fearless and, um, you know, that came from running a really high line when no one else wanted to, to do that high line. Um, but now that's expanded a lot more to pretty much every element of, of my life, um, you know, not just racing but also off the track, making sure I'm doing the right things and, you know, speaking to people we all get really sort of caught up in our own little world and don't want to say hello to people so it's just yeah saying hello to people doing all those things that I'm afraid to do and encouraging other people to really step out of their comfort zone too so we all worked on um, little things like that of, of what makes us us um, and there are bits and pieces on nutrition as well of what we should be eating to fuel ourselves a um, little bit of financial tips as well um, because obviously we all need financial backing really to get us to where we want to be so we had some help in that area of um, what we should be doing um and yeah met like meditation and mindfulness just to bring us back down to earth particularly after really strong competitions and things like that so yeah a lot of that I still use now and I'm really grateful for the friendships that I did make there because I still speak to them quite often so yeah such a privilege she's um she's a really remarkable Australian as Lane I've met her personally as well. She did a program um, with me in Sydney a few years ago. And um, again, she's probably about your height, isn't she? Roughly. Yeah, she is quite fatigued yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's um, uh, she's an unbelievable Australian and um, she has a tremendous story to tell. If you go onto the Howie Games, one of my favourite podcasts with Mark Howard, this is going right back in his catalogue. Her 
um, her personal story, the way that she's come through her life and the challenges that she's faced um, is unbelievable. To go on and then win these five World Surfing Championships and it's fantastic um, that she's assisting young female athletes from all spectrums uh, to come through like she has with you. Yeah, it's definitely um, someone to aspire to be, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so this season, so that kicks off in, what, about September, October, roughly? Correct, yeah. Into your yep. second, second late model season. What's the plan this year? Really just to um, just to keep learning the car. Um, I feel like last season it was very much focused on the basics and um, I won't lie, I had some trouble learning the cornering just and I know that sounds silly because we only turn left, but um, <laughs> there, no, there was a lot to it. And um, the car needs to sit quite precisely. You know, we have um, seven shock absorbers, so we need it to be really specific. And um, it was a little bit of a battle getting that completely right. And we feel like we're in a much better place now towards the end of the season. Um, and I guess me as well to now I feel like I understand more of if the car's doing the wrong thing, I can communicate that back to the team um, when we get into the pits. So, um, yeah, to continue with that, obviously get faster. Um, and I, I want to, yeah, I guess be up the front a little bit more, um, be more consistent in getting top 10s. That would be my my main goal. And um, if I can finish in the top five overall, I would be absolutely stoked. <laughs> so that's, that's sort of my goals in a nutshell. Awesome. How good are you on changing the shocks and everything else? Have you learned that sort of things yet? Yeah, I can get them in and out pretty good now. That that always tends to be my job when we're in the workshop. And wheels, um, anything to do with changing tyres is is me. I think I um, I kind of accidentally put my hand up to that because I said all throughout the season I wanted to be able to take the tyre off the rim myself um, because it, it requires a fair bit of strength. And I was like, no, I can do it. I've been working out and now I can do it. Dad's like, okay, that's your job. And I'm like, oh, Damn. <laughs> yeah. I've, so, I've actually done that. I know what it's like. I've done that for a late model team over in New South Wales. Went away one yeah. weekend and the, the feedback was you didn't suck. So when I wouldn't know enough from a bolt when it comes to stuff like that, he said you're better than a lot of other people have had on the team. So you've done all right. So, yeah, it's yeah. not easy um, trying no. to get those big big wheels, especially the big right rear under the, the deal. Oh, and I know, get it right. connected. Yeah. <laughs> no, but hey, if, if you ever come to WA and you want a job, now I know you. Yeah, can okay. Now you know what I can do. Yeah, cool. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a job stuff in there, but I bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> and so now, where are you based? Are you still in Cal? Are you back over in Perth? We're in Perth now. Yeah. So I only spent um a couple of years of my racing journey in Cal before I moved for high school. So I've been mm -hmm. here ever since. Yeah. And you just started a new job over there, from what I hear. I did. Yeah. So um. As much as people think that race cars are my full-time job, I would love them to be, but I actually, I'm a human resources advisor, so um, I solve people problems. That's my day oh, cool. job. Yeah. And for what, what company? Give the company a plug. Uh, I work for an awesome company called Mimprovise, so we do a lot of shutdowns, and, um, yeah, they're really, really lovely to work for. Oh, cool. Very, very high-pressure job, especially at the moment I'm gathering. So um, you're, you're sort of getting your feet under the desk there as we yeah. speak. Yeah, and I with gather. mining, yeah. it's always non-stop. So. Oh, yeah, constantly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, everyone has inspirations, and particularly being a uh, – without putting a too fine a point on it, a female racer, there's got to be a few people that have really inspired you, whether male or female racers. Who are the people that you look up to in racing? Um, 
there's there's a really wide variety and I'm probably odd in terms of not all my inspirations are within um, four-wheeled motorsport. Um, I think my biggest inspiration would be Casey Stoner. Um, I'm a really big MotoGP fan and um, that's sort of what I watched before anything else and still do. Um, but I just think his journey in motorsport and how he, you know, just soldiered on in the face of having injuries and, you know, negative comments online and things like that he just always you know water off the duck's back he still went out there um and mark marquez as well just he is an incredible rider um yeah and i look you you can't be an aussie and not say daniel ricciardo um just how he manages his social media and always finds a positive aspect to everything regardless of how he's gone on the track i i think that's a really strong characteristic to have and um, I guess signifying you're in a really good spot mentally to be able to really focus on those positives. So that's what I, I kind of strive to to be, yeah. Yeah, cool. No, it's um, Dan's been doing some great stuff, particularly with his LinkedIn with Optus over recent times. He's really taken a different approach to it. Um, of course, like with the social media aspects, as you'd know, um, you've always, you, you should be, you're always talking to a different audience. So um, he's really taken the LinkedIn thing by the horns and uh, is putting some really interesting and cool behind the scenes and mindfulness stuff out there, yeah. which, of course, is what we're all about here at the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Um, won't keep you too long, too much longer. It's Friday night, so we're out of lockdown, so look out. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got an auction going on at the moment um, for your race suit. I do, yeah, a once-in-a-lifetime piece of memorabilia, although you probably have to be about 12 to fit into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm auctioning off my um, race suit from last year. So um, it's operating, I guess, a little bit different to an auction, but tickets are $25 and, and the suit is first prize as well as a stack of all our other merch like jumpers, like the one I've got now, um, shirts, hats, um, Second prize is a pearl bracelet from Regent Pearls, and that's worth um, just under $300. So first wow. and second prizes are looking pretty good. Um, yeah. And third prize as well, um, well, all of them have inox lubricants. So we use them on, on our race car. Um, just That's been spot on for us. So I'm giving away uh, first, second, and third. We'll, we'll get that as well as some custom um mugs from concept coding design co so they do all of them in-house to whatever color and specification you want they're absolutely ace and they've covered most of the stuff on our car so yeah cool and where um, can if people you are, get your ticket yeah so you can head to redtimeatracing.com um the tickets are on there and it'll be running for a couple more weeks so do not miss out because i really won't be giving away another suit again i'm <laughs> i love them too much but i thought um yeah I'll, I'll do this one for a for once in a blue moon so so it's redshamrockracing.com jump onto redshamrockracing.com get your tickets you've got the chance to win the race suit of the rookie of the year from the west australian late models and a future world of outlaws late model superstar oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do you catch up with a lot of the stuff in the States? Do you keep an eye on what's going on over there? Not all of it because I don't have um, the right subscriptions to be able to watch it, but I always look at the recaps online when World of Outlaws posts things and to see how everyone's going. So, yeah, I love to keep well, updated. Well, you've been seeing this. I found Mav TV this week in Australia um, on the Plex, okay. 
Plex app. So they, I think it's all old stuff that they run, but still, rather than listening to a lot of the COVID rubbish that we're shoved down our throat at the moment, watching some old speedway racing from the US is a lot better than that. Yeah, you can't complain with that. No, exactly. No, it's been it's actually been quite a godsend this week, to be honest. Um, you've got like your focus is you've got to just around everything off. Like your big focus is obviously on what you can achieve. Tell us a little bit more about that. As in big goals? What the end goal is? As in is? like you get the, your focus on doesn't matter about size, weight, height, sex. Yeah, so I guess I, I touched on before that my, my cornerstone really is staying fearless and that's, yeah, across all aspects of my life and, and obviously with that is um, I'm here to show that, yeah, your, your size, your gender, your background, being first-generation racer isn't a barrier. You know, once you're in the car, you're strapped in, you are the same size as everyone else and you deserve to be there just as much as anyone else. Um, you know, I've, I've been through it all. I've gone through those doubts of, or oh, am I good enough because, you know, my family's not a well-known speedway family or motorsport family, like, it really doesn't matter. You just need to go out there and show them what you're made of. And even if they don't appreciate it, get back out there again and do it again the next week. Um, because, yeah, you, your main competition is yourself and you need to be fearless. Um, and, yeah, it doesn't matter about, yeah, anything else. You do what's best for you. Knowing the guys that I know over there, I'm sure that they've accepted you after a little while with open arms. But I guess they've got a little bit to be fearful of next year. They sure do. I'm coming for them. <laughs> <laughs> good on you. Make sure you stick it to them because, as I said, I know a few of them and they all need a bit of a touch-up. So good on you. <laughs> uh, thanks for your time, Laura. It's been fantastic. Um, you're such an inspiration. Uh, jump on to redshamrockmotorsport.com to get involved in that auction slash raffle. Where else can people find you online, Laura? So, yeah, all the team pages are Red Chamut Racing um, and Red Chamut Racing with an underscore for Instagram. Um, otherwise, if you're wanting to follow me and the mischief that I get up to, uh, it's Laura Burns Motorsport, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook. TikTok as well. I don't really do TikTok myself, but we'll share all those in the show notes anyway. But, uh, no, thanks for your time, Laura. Fantastic to catch up with you. Fantastic to e-meet you. Um, and I can't wait until I can get back over to the motorplex, um, hang out in the pits and um, catch up and change a wheel or two. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. You're going to be well, changing no, you will. size. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the night that we're walking away with P1, I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> we're walking over yep. the big trophy, baby. Yes. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for your time. And uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Laura, for your time on the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Thanks. Wow, what a cool story. And I'm sure we'll all be taking more interest in the West Australian late model scene next year and cheering Laura on. Check out her team, Red Shamrock Racing, on the web, YouTube, and all the socials, along with Laura Burns Racing. All the links are in the show notes. If you haven't, make sure you head over to motivatetraining.com.au. That's M-O-T-I-V number eight, training.com.au. It has all the information on our online courses. We can offer personalized one-to-one programs as well. Just hit us up on email with what you're looking for. I'll end this pod with a motivational quote. This one from tennis great Arthur Ashe, which truly embodies this episode. Start where you are. Use what you have, do what you can. Thanks for tuning in to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, powered by Motivate Training. Here's for blue skies and green racing. 
Until next time, I'm Matt Payne and we'll see you then. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate the Team. Until next time, take care.